medicine properly. How you doing, man? How are you, brother, man? Ah, no, we're, we're living. <laughs> we are, we're living in yourself. I'm good. How, how was load shedding and how's the, how's uh, COVID-19 in the midst of it's cheating you? COVID-19, the COVID-19, I've had my, I had a scare, but this was like right at the beginning, just before we went into lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um, thank goodness it was nothing, but this load shedding is not helping. Came back after work yesterday, there was load shedding. Wake up to load shedding. You know, the scary thing is, the scary thing is apparently it will happen for the next 18 months. Um, I just remembered wow. this. Yeah, because I was actually, I remember the, the finance minister saying this during the budget speech. And I was like, okay, this is a real phenomenon. They had three months to just try to work out something. Clearly nothing was done. It's, it's gonna, it's, I feel like it just keeps depreciating. It's, uh, it's terrible. They're not serious. They really are not serious. <laughs> but it hacks me. It does, eh? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm in a... Yeah. I'm, 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 you know, you have my podcast, so I'm well. I'm doing really well. No, that's good. Yeah, no, no, it is. I haven't spoken to in a very long time. Yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. And I think last time I spoke to you, we never spoke about cars. We never spoke about anything revolving around cars. So, how do you get to this journey in the world of automobiles? Um, so how I got into it was actually a, it was weird. It wasn't a, I was introduced by someone. Because normally that's how it happens in the industry, you know, sometimes you tag along with either a journalist or someone who's known in the industry. Um, They just chat and then, you know, you get chatting. Mine was through the normal job process. (laughs) Um, So before the the car world, I worked in makeup. So I was at uh, Estee Lauder companies. Mm -hmm. And um, thanks to the world of you know, digital, I saw an ad for BMW. They were looking for a student product manager. Okay. But this popped up on, on Instagram. So at first I was a bit shaky about it because I'd never seen a job post from such a, a well-known company. So I was like, you know what, I've got nothing to lose. Um, I sent in and then they came back to me to say, okay, look, we'd like to see what you're about. We'll, we'll, we'll schedule an interview. Yeah. Uh, there's, they scheduled an interview. It was the 15th. It was the 15th, no, no, sorry, I'm mistaken. It was two weeks before the 15th of July. Okay, so almost, almost a year ago. Yeah, so this was, no, sorry, this was 20, so it's 2019, 2018. Oh, two years two ago. Two weeks, yeah, two years ago, which is, it's almost two years. Uh, scheduled an interview, went for it, and uh, because it just, you know, at the time, the guy who was the main product manager, he was yeah. the product manager, it was uh, him and the of course, HR, and we got to talking. And I think what sort of threw me off in the interview was, you know, they've got their set questions and the papers where they they write down notes. Um, Sort of three to four pages were skipped during my interview. And I was just like, I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, but we carry on. Yeah. Um, The interview was about an hour and a half and then went back about my day. And that was, that finished around like, Twelve quarter to one. Hoppers three that day. I got a call to say the job is yours if you want it. So I was ecstatic. Okay. Was like, okay. So just to rewind a bit, because surely you would have, you know, you need to know a certain amount of knowledge regarding the automobile world. 
and mm-hmm. uh, I'm not talking about just driving, just everything in general in terms of like reviewing and the news and everything. And I mean, surely there were there were questions revolving that. Yeah, correct. Uh, look in the in in the interview, yeah, uh, specifically concerning to product management. Product management is the product, like cars uh, and what goes into them, and and what works for the market, basically. Mm-hmm. So in the interview, I had questions uh, as simple as, "Do I know?" like what the engine does, you know, just to start off to see how it is. Um, and then it went on to as far as this is where they start gauging into what is the most popular option on a certain, like they, they especially spoke about BMW uh, just to see like, do you, do you look into the market? You know, are you just, you're not a liker of cars, but do you actually take notice of what's going around in your market and also possibly other markets, which for me was something that's always happened. I've never not known what's going on concerning cars I like. Uh, and then slowly but surely then became a thing of, okay, cars around I like and, and being cars in the market that are popular. You start looking at those and the brands that are popular. Mm-hmm. So even in the interview, it was down to which, there are two questions which um, I think were quite important. It was just like name a brand in South Africa, an automotive brand, and something they did right and something they did wrong. Um, and funny enough, I spoke about the competitor, um, which was Mercedes-Benz. Mm-hmm. So in terms of then I had mentioned about the X-Class, and this was two years ago, I'd mentioned that I thought it was one of their biggest mistakes. Um, and long and behold, it was, uh, as we see now, <laughs> they have pulled it out of the market. Um, so it, yeah, so it was one of those. And I mean, the good thing it was that, that I spoke about is just how Mercedes had sort of gone ahead of the curb uh, yeah. and introduced an online selling. Um, oh. It was a bit shaky at the beginning, but they were basically the first to introduce it into our market. Yeah. I mean, surely there would have been something that makes you, uh, there needs to be an intangible thing about you, something that probably makes you stand out from the rest. And uh, I think that's why I proposed the question as to, were you knowledgeable about the automobile world? And uh, I mean, surely now, what are, what, what are the stakes now? Do you, is there something that you have to do substantially different in regards to your colleagues? Um, I would say yes, uh, because in the, in the automotive world, you survive on what you know. So, and it's not basically on what you know about the, the company you work for. So for me, it has always been a thing. I've always liked BMW. It's a brand that's been within the family, but you need to know what happens outside of BMW yeah. and why people start enjoying. So that's where I think the marketing side of it for me came in. So it's not only looking at the competitors, but you know, other, other brands that we call it in the industry, we call it second tier. So other, other car brands that are not in the league of BMW, but people would consider when buying a car. So for me, I'd always looked at, you know, you never look at one tier. So for the, what stood out for me in my interview and, and going forward with my colleagues is that I don't look at just the premium side of, of, the, of the automotive world. Why? I do look at, because in terms of how our country works, the premium side is still, it's still attainable, but you've got it at, for the middle class, it's not that easily attainable. And, you know, it's also, it's still looked as an aspiration brand. Yes. Where if you do go to some other countries, you know, a basic one series is, is still very attainable as a student and so your likes of America as well, it is. So, so you, wanna, you need to, I'll, like one needs to consider the socioeconomic um, circumstances. Most definitely. It's, yeah. it's something you cannot, never not consider. So for me, it looked at 
the socioeconomic and then also the side of the guys who enjoy modifying their cars because that's a big culture that has always been there but now with the likes of youtube and instagram it's just it's blown up because mm. it's there people see what you can do people get ideas um you see it in the likes of you've moved from traditional racing of it's around the track or down the drag you've not got drifting yeah. which has become a massive phenomenon and that's just due to it being available to see by everyone so it's those type of things where you've got to look at the different types in the industry to to get a holistic view and then you're able to to say okay in terms of this car this works for this person because this is what they need yeah it's crazy yeah. that's it's actually weird. actually when you when you said now i mean now when you just mentioned now we south africa does we we're we're so well entrenched in you know, customizing our cars. And I think now that you've, you've just pointed that out, it only hit me now that the country is well entrenched in customizing our, our cars. It's been a phenomenon for years. It's not like a new, it's not, it didn't come with our generation, not even the generation before. I think it's just always been our blood. Yeah, no, that's, that's definitely true. And I mean, it's, it's just, just in, in how it, it starts off, basically. Yeah. You, you know, it's the friend who says, you know, just get a, a rim here, lower it here. I know someone who can, just a simple darkening your windows is, 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 it gets you going because as soon as it happens, you're like, oh, okay, that actually looks very nice. Yeah. And it's, in terms of South African culture, you then see what, what we call a cult following, basically. And it's not, a, and not in like necessarily the bad way as we call it a cult, but it's what the South Africans enjoy. So you look at a Golf GTI. Yeah. It is, it is it's basically the staple diet in our country uh, in terms of what everyone wants. And the costing behind that, you know, it's it's not expensive and it's not cheap. Yeah. But because of it's it's your uh, go-to car. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's always been the go-to car. Like when once you finish high school or you're still within high school and you're able mm. to get one, that's the one people want. Uh, it was the same with the City Golf. Once the City Golf ended, they you know VW tried to bring out something fresh and new, and came with the Polo Vivo and refreshed it very soon afterwards. Mm. But so those type of things where you look at, you say, okay, in, in, in our country, the Golf G10, in terms of its pricing, it's, it's up there nearly with, all, with premium brands. But because of the way it's been entrenched in our culture, people will always take it over something else. And yeah. that's also then, it's down to customization and the aftermarket support. So the after sales. So you know, if you customize your car and you lose your warranty, you're not paying massively out of your pocket just to keep the car going you know that you can go get an oil filter of a service kit for about the same as you would if you're taking it to VW. Yeah. So it's, it's just those, and you, you've also got manufacturer support behind that. Like there are some, some cases of VW will offer a service kit for the car if it's got like certain modifications, or if you want to add an exhaust, there, there is an option for that and that it can stay within the warranty. The VW, uh, you know, your likes of Audi and, and BMW do the same. Yeah. You know, I think reliability, especially in your regard, is very important. And, you know, building a solid, reput- solid reputation means you have to be really reliable. Um, establishing your, yourself as a go-to source of information, especially when it comes to value, for instance, when it comes to cars, especially. Um, in many ways, I still think there has to be some sort of biasness behind it. And I know, I know you have to find a middle ground. But I think that one has to be slightly biased because the, the buyer can kind of relate to that. How, how do you approach yeah. it when you, when you start reviewing your cars? 
I mean, how do you maintain your reliability on one hand, but you also have to speak from the heart from the other hand? Yeah, so that is something I've been tackling, I would say, over the past year, uh, ever since also working, working with BMW. Um, because the bias for me has always been BMW and VW. Uh, and in terms of their offerings, it's, it's almost two different people you're talking to. But it's gotten to the point of, to be able to say a car is good, you need to know what the other car is or what it offers. Uh-huh. And, and that is very important because you can't say, no, this car is good because it's comfortable inside and it has leather and it has um, ambient lighting. Everyone, you can get that in a polo these days. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not, you know, so you need to know when to, to almost criticize a car on, on its points, but also show what, why you love it. And that's down to, in marketing, we, in the automotive, we speak to getting the right bums in the right seat. Before it was just getting bums in seats. But now if you're getting the right person in the right car, it sticks. So my bias towards the brand will always be there. I mean, we all know it, but you have to know how to be honest because it, then it sets yourself apart. Yeah. Um, and this also came from talking to journalists who say, look, they review a lot of cars every year, but at the end of the day, they need to deliver something to a consumer, a well-informed um, sort of page write-up to say, these are the, the, the hang-ups and these are the great things. And it's where you then find what you love the most. Yeah. So for me, my... My bias will always be towards, and I'll mention it in, in like in my upcoming car reviews. I'll be like, I'm biased to this brand because of, so for instance, BMW is just the, the reliability one in certain, in certain other cars and also just the fun aspect of the car. It's always been rear-wheel drive and, you know, it's changed a bit over, of late, but BMW has been that brand and also been an aspirational brand. But there are other people who are doing certain aspects better. Uh-huh. And that is... That is, you have to, 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 you have to say what is the truth. Because if you're not, then someone can always come back and say, but you say this is better, but here's someone who's doing it better. But do you, do you feel like in some ways the organization could, you know, feel that you are stepping on their toes a bit? I mean, do you, yes, how, how, far, how far can you dig deep? So that is, that is uh, the, the big question. And That's the I burning question. Know, yeah, it's a very burning question. <laughs> you never know until they... they they come to you to be like, okay, you've actually burnt us. Um, and that's where you've got to be careful. So this is where it's important to also see what is also being said um, around the world and, and locally. So you can't now say, I don't like uh, this car because it's got run flats, which is almost a, stand, a standard thing with most of the premium cars. Yeah. You need to be able to critique something where someone is able to judge to say, okay, this person critiqued, say for instance, the interior. You might not like, like the, so there are combinations they have these days. So it's like leather and Alcantara. And you can say, I don't like the Alcantara because it gets dirty quickly and it tethers away. This was like many in the past. So that's, it's constructive and there's a meaning behind why you said that. You can't just say, I don't like the car because it's black. Uh, like, yeah. Okay, so yeah, so why? yeah. Yeah. And then you've also got to be very careful in how you critique it. So you can't say, I like the Mercedes over the BMW just because, uh, like, if it's, a, if it's down to, like, a, peripheral, uh, a personal preference, also, I like the Mercedes because my, my dad had one. You yeah. Know? So detail needs, be, to be, detail needs to be very important. Um, very, very. Very, very important. As it could be the cup holder. It could be the engine. 
but it can't be stupid mm-hmm. like the color of your car or how big i don't know how big the tires are you know yeah so it's yeah it is it is it is it is quite tricky but i think more and more of the times the the manufacturers are realizing that in terms of journalists and and influencers the important role they play in also being honest yeah. because in terms of social media if a, if a person has a bad experience with a manufacturer's car and they tweet or facebook about it and it does the rounds you look bad as a manufacturer but if you're able to, one person is able to come out and say look i don't like this because of a b and c yeah and they're able to critique it well and say but it possibly could be fixed or there's a way around it it's sort of you're preempting it and you can as a manufacturer work around it and you, people can see it before it happens and it's nothing it's never anything that bad to that point where people are like i'm not going to buy that car now but it's just almost like a pet peeve um ah. that you might find wrong in i think in many ways i think the the the, the picture that you're painting for me here in many ways you are the make or break for the dealership whether you like it or not and um and it's it's i think that's a lot of weight on your shoulders are there any cars that you've proposed not to buy <laughs> <laughs> like an entire car yeah there are a few cuz everybody few. has everybody has that not to go car you know we all have our different our preferences you know and i mean it's all due yeah. to subjectivity are there any cars that you proposed not to buy Yes um and it's for me it's always based on on a few factors yeah. uh, it's never based on on looks because looks differ for every person so i've learned just because you don't like it doesn't mean someone else would yeah. but my main thing that i base it on is safety safety is a, a very number one thing uh and also just then looking at safety reliability and after sales support After sales support is the one I also find very important. I cannot buy a car and if something goes wrong I'm going from pillar to post or hell and high water to get something done. Yeah. So for me the cars I've said no to uh look it it, it might be detrimental but it is what it is. Your <laughs> your your likes of the Datsun go um you know your Renault Quid It's yeah. a lot of the starter cars but how oh, the Renault Quid yeah no it's 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 not for you it's not it's it's even like past like it's not for me but it's just there there are some aspects to it which are questionable yeah and in in our market where government regulations <laughs> is is not the the top priority when it's come to some cars yeah. some things fly under the radar when they don't need to I'm going to tag Renault after this conversation. <laughs> they need to hear exactly what you're saying. <laughs> I they, I, I they, you can't because they've got a, a new Renault coming out which um ah uh, I'm I'm looking forward to so <laughs> I, I was just hoping you know but I, look it for for Renault and Datsun the reason why I just don't is is a bold quality. There has been articles released and there have been showcasings to say look you guys have built cars that are not up to standard it's the same with the Nissan Hardbody they did a crash test and it performed the worst so it's there but contrary, it's contrary really, to popular belief yeah the thing is manufacturers don't like it when you when okay it's released by an, a, a, certain, a certain publication mm-hmm. I and mean, if you're someone with who's like who've got influence and you start saying it a lot brands don't like that yeah um, because you're taking away from them hectic 
hectic. There's yeah. a lot of info here. All right, Zulu behind the wheel. Um, first yeah. of all, that's a very catchy name, and uh, it, it clearly rings a bell. It, you've, you're all over it, of course. Um, tell me, tell me the, tell me your approach. Tell me the concept behind it, because I do know the Instagram is live and kicking. But you're launching yeah. a YouTube page, and that could easily be a make or break for you. Yeah. So initially, it was a a page I started just before I joined BMW because I was just like, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna start showing what I like about cars and photos that I like. And initially, that name was Five Cylinders, um, and the reason being is the Five Cylinders is a very famous engine. With the, from the likes of Audi because of the, the noise it makes and also the power it makes. Yeah. Uh, just due to how the pistons are placed in the engine. But um, after chatting to a few friends and making friends with journalists, you know, they were just like, That's, it's, it's really cool what you're doing, but everyone is doing it. You know? Um, and what, when you the, do something... The name or the idea? Just the idea of just posting cars because what you like. Yes, um, yes. And they were like, there's a lot of people doing that. There's a lot of people who, who get the followings, but what will make you stand out, basically? And I think it was that conversation to be like, what is it that will make you stand out? What is it that you've always wanted? You know? And BMW sort of shaped that with the experiences I got there. Mm. So whilst I was there, I was in charge of um, was something they built there called the Welcome Center. And in that was cause cars had to be there for showcase. So this is showcasing to visitors, showcasing to, to the staff and even international visitors when we had. And my time spending with those cars was now the actual practical bit. So yeah. I've got the knowledge, but now I get to see it. And sharing it on Instagram, people was like, oh, how cool is that? You know, can you tell me more? You know, how, how does one go about getting one or even test driving? And through that in conversations, it's like you're giving the people the content, but it's a very short and it's very small. It's very quick. Mm. Um, you know, and people started saying, Did, why don't you just review the cars? And I was like, why, why would I want to do that? And they were just like, you go on Instagram and you say, I have this, this is really cool. And you show us the points that really matter or stick out for a person. Yeah. Put it on YouTube. And, you know, I was very skeptical at, at first. It, it's taken me a long time to do this. I had the idea, but I just wasn't sure. Um, also being like with our market in terms of YouTube and automotive. So YouTube was small and then you've got automotive, which is even smaller. So it's just like, am I going to reach the right people and whatnot? And yeah, when you I start... mean, is, there, is there a niche market you're, you're focusing on? Or are you just going generally here? Because I'd assume if you go generally, then your content kind of varies and you know, you might be hitting a lot of, stepping on a lot of toes or looking at different people. Is there a certain niche market you're looking at here uh, behind, you know, Zulu behind the wheel? Most definitely. Yeah. Um, it, is, it is something I, I realized in terms of the cars I'm exposed to. So the cars that I would post on my Instagram and on Twitter, people would just, it's cars you don't see or very often. So because you don't yeah, see it, all I you noticed see that. Often. Yeah, yeah. So I was just like, I have access to those cars, and it's 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 not like one or two, but it's it's a few. And you look at the YouTube landscape uh, from the Americans to the European side to the Asian side as well, and it's a lot of the Americans have now started going towards um, early two thousand, late ninety nine models, German cars because they don't get a lot of those. 
Um, Europe is doing a lot of the new cars and in terms of they, they, at the moment, there's a lot of speed. They love the speed at the moment and comfortability with that. Asia is very, is weighing on both. They're going back, but they including their own style. Yeah. Um, with the lights and all that. So I was just like, you know, every time I post something I've seen, I post a car that is not common and, you know, it'll get a lot of, a lot of likes or a lot of talkativity around it. But if it's a common car, you get the, the common questions like, is this good? Is this bad? How do I get this? If I if it's out of warranty or do I need, if I need to fix this, how I go about it? Yeah. But the main the main sort of influence and talking points were the cars that people don't usually see or very rare in the first place. And I was like, I have access to those. So why not bring it to people who who just you know, would otherwise just see photos of it. You know, they want to hear it. They want to experience what it's like to be behind that wheel. Yeah. And that's where the name came from. I was like, everyone knows me as Zulu, so I might as well just stick it there and put myself behind the wheel. And that's how the name came along. Is this, will this uh, be updated every week or every month? How how will this work? So at the moment, uh, I'm trying to look at every two weeks. Okay. So twice a month, upload a video, seeing how it goes. Um, because at the moment, I would love to do it every week, but with how we are currently in a pandemic mm. and our numbers are, are still rising, you don't, I don't want to expose myself to other people and possibly vice versa. So it's got to be very careful in terms of getting the power. And making well, quality over quantity, that's another thing. Yeah. Yeah, so I have in the past, I'd say, month or so, <laughs> been playing around with just the shooting aspect. So doing the videos um, and then the next few weeks, it's going to be pictures, but the main thing is the videos to get that right. Cause I yeah. don't want it to be just another vlog style. Welcome to my YouTube channel. This is the car. This is the rim. I, you, you want to make it almost cinematic. You know, you, I want the people, you, I want the people to feel like how they felt when Endgame was there. Yeah. <laughs> I want yeah. you to be excited. That's I want you to after you, exactly. I want you to when you're done to so like I actually want to go get this car because that's a feeling I get with certain YouTube channels, and I yeah. want to give that to people. I want people to then also go on their own research. It's you know just you want to give that excitement, and that is amazing. Yeah, because I think ultimately that's what it's supposed to be. That how life would be after you've purchased the car. And yeah. that's obviously what you're supposed to be doing. Um, but I think probably in the most creative and the most innovative manner. And I think Zulu Behind the World will fulfill. I think we'll, we'll propel into something great. And I think Thank you've got you. the vision. Um, I, I, I mean, when you say every two weeks, I think there'll be more suspense to it. So I can only imagine how much work you're putting into this. Yeah, look, it's, <laughs> it's quite a lot to, to get it right. Yeah. Um, I, I only realized when I shot, so on my Instagram currently, there's a, I think it's like a minute, yeah, it's about a minute 30 seconds long. And that video... The, 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 the one with the two cars, the, I saw one with the moving camera. Yes, yeah, so, that's, so that, those are the BMW... That's a fire video. That they have. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's about a minute 30 seconds. Um, yeah. It took me, it took me a good hour. And that was basically just to see the different ways of shooting because that was the first time I decided I was going to shoot on my own and just see what it's like. Um, 
and you know you're thinking about the shots but at the same time when i shot that i didn't have a sheet i didn't have a, a vision board i didn't have a shooting list i just went blindly into shooting it and uh, and it took me a while to also edit because i was just like i want this is what i want to give the feeling to but now that i have spoken to people and and i do remember the times of my in my marketing degree it's very important to have a vision first yeah yes very going going in blindly you will see things after that are not that are, that are not working for it so if i could show you some of the other shots that i i shot it's it's a lot more than what i actually shot what i eventually put out so i mean even for the first video um i've already created a vision board i now need to go sit with the car and see where is is the vision board matching what i need to portray on the car and that's very important and that's what i also want to just showcase to people to say the youtube and now the instagram space is no longer just a oh you know this is really cool let me get the camera quickly there are those moments and that can be seen and people do love that but if you want to deliver something with substance and value and that people will love yeah there's got to be that passion to bring the creativity forth yeah i mean this is the way out, out, yeah yeah outside outside um automobile organizations because i've imagined that you'd you'd have approached a few organizations by now are there other organizations outside the automobile world that would have you would work with hand in hand or is it how hard is it for you to like approach them right now and convince them that listen um i've envisioned something great so at the moment i haven't actually gone to any sort of uh manufacturer or place just purely based on i don't have anything to come forth with you know yes. i can i can come with an idea i can come with a vision but i i want to come with something practical now i want to show what it what it is so i believe like within the next two videos it it's a start that i could come start coming to them so um at the moment it is a very tricky thing uh, because uh in terms of my standing in, in the automotive world uh i'm contracted to work at bmw so yes. i'm not a full bmw employee but my name is attached to to working with them so it's also a thing of you don't want to step on toes and you also don't want to lose a brand because of what you're associated with so it's just being very clever in how you do it and i think my first video not being a bmw is a first step in show showcasing that i have a broad um way of viewing cars and it's not it's not necessarily always bmw zulu i i i i i think between you and i we both know that you're probably going to propel into something great i think that you will progress i can't think of in i don't think you're doing anything wrong and i just yeah. love the fact that you just critique when you have to critique and you know you know you try to be objective but also very subjective at the same time so mm-hmm. big up to you and i think that you will propel to something great thank you thank you i appreciate that uh, you know it's as as everyday carison realize how hard things are but yeah. uh, something something that someone made me realize is listen it's it's not it's it doesn't have to be hard use the people around you they are always there to help and i think that's something i'm i'm forever grateful for in the relationships i built over the year um when starting in the automotive industry properly is that i can go to people ask them questions um and that's something i think people are quite afraid to do at the fear of possibly looking stupid or also not knowing always ask but always ask with uh 
some sort of research done and always ask that you're going forward with something because it's very, it's all good and well to say, you know, what does this car do? But, um, you know, you haven't researched what the name is or anything like that. You've just got to show some sort of interest going forward. And I think that's what I appreciate with the people I have around me is that they're always willing to help uh, because they have the same vision in, in hoping I do something great as I do for myself. My guy, it's been real. Yeah. <laughs> it really has been and big up man really and i wish you no, nothing thanks, but greatness yeah no we we will push hey no, we, we, we're trying we're trying to do just something i i enjoy i think that's what i i love about this that i'm not you know sometimes you do things people can't lie and say they don't do things for the fame a little bit but i've been so fearful of doing this because i just i i didn't feel it but now that it's just, it's there, I have the camera. I was just like, this is actually very cool to do. I, I enjoy it. It's fun, you know? And I get excited like a little kid at a candy store to do this. So if someone enjoys it whilst I share it with them, it's only a, a bonus.